Welcome everyone to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for everything horror. Now here's your hosts, Justin and Brandon. Take it away, boys. Hello everybody and welcome to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for just about everything that could ever be considered horror and other stuff too. And we're your hosts. My name is Justin. My name is Brandon. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Ain't nothing horrific about that intro, I'll tell you that right now. Thank you. Starting You're out sweet. hot. <sighs> Hotter than the temperatures outside. I disagree. It's freaking okay, hot it's, out. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even uh, been outside and I know it's hot out. I spent a lot of time outside today and I'm not happy about it. <sighs> I, yeah, My wife's I'm not, like... Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not no, looking forward to this week. It's going to be no. over 100 all week. And yeah, it's supposed just, to be 115 yeah. on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, my wife's like, uh, put some sunscreen on. I'm like, I'm underneath the patio cover. Like, I'm fine. And she's like, well, your face is red. And I'm like, it's hot and I'm fat. Like, this is going ha- <laughs> to happen. <laughs> like, I can't control this. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, we're here today to talk about Jordan Peele's landmark film, Get Out. And I'm excited for out. it. I Get can't. In. I have all the notes. <laughs> well, well, I have half the notes. <clears throat> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie, man. I I don't think I'd watched it a second time mm-hmm. since the initial time I watched it. Because, I mean, I loved it the first time I watched it. Right. And then I watched it the second time. And then I'm like, you, like, you notice, like... As always, you like you'll notice the different things and you'll catch different things. You're like, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. this is it's one of those movies where you can put it on and just enjoy it for the fun, wacky shit going on. But if you really watch it and watch mm-hmm. it again, and it this kind of ties into what our bonus episode will eventually be next week, right? I mean, you've you almost have to watch this movie at least twice because there's so much going on, and when you know what the finale is. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, so this actually means this. And when they were saying this, it was this. I mean, that right. that uh, barbecue thing where everybody's over and sizing him up. Like, it seems yeah. like just an awkward, like, people trying to be hip and cool. But really, and we'll talk about it in, in the show, it's like they're actually, like, buying a used car. Like, yeah, it's an <laughs> they're auction. They're checking the tires. They're, yeah. you know. <laughs> they're 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 perusing the lot before they yeah. sit down to make their bids. It's yeah. I oh man, I kind of almost would like because I mean they did this and there's not really a way like it's a standalone movie. Yeah, but I would almost like I don't know how they would do it, but I'd love a prequel. You just a prequel. I mean, you know, that... even if it's a even if it's a series, like I would just yeah. like to see how each one of these things played out and then it'd be one of those weird you know where you can end the finale like the season finale or the well that was loud <laughs> yeah that's uh my doorbell um oh. where the season finale or the end of the movie leads into how get out starts or something like that that would be i'd love to see more of that i think you could easily do a prequel with a young like a de-aged bradley whitford and the dad first like working on this procedure yeah like that'd be awesome i'd watch that I'd all day I'd, yeah i'd watch that all day and again on saturday <laughs> hmm. i'd say twice on sunday but i'm at work on sunday and those are long days that's fair uh without much edgy let's get into this thing here so the synopsis reads a young african-american visits his white girlfriend's parents for the weekend where his uh Simmering, uneasy, simmering uneasiness about their reception of him eventually reaches a boiling point. Uh-oh. A lot of water in there. Yeah, uh, there is. <laughs> uh, the tagline is, just because you're invited doesn't mean you're welcome. Oh! <laughs> Sorry for the Santa lot, but yes, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or Jabba. It's a bit of Jabba. Or... He's so low. Uh, directed and written by Mr. Jordan Peele, starring Daniel uh, Kaluuya? Kaluuya. I forget how to say his name. Uh, 
Allison Williams, Bradley Whitford, Caleb Landry-Jones, Stephen Root, Lakeith Stanfield, and Catherine Keener. Released January 23rd, 2017 in Sundance, and February 24th, 2017 in the U.S. Nice. Yeah. Budget of $4.5 million. Box office did pretty well. $255.4 million. Yeah, that's a that's a decent chunk of yeah, change that's right a there. Good return. Mm-hmm. I I this it, it's tough because I mean this movie just like swept the everything and took awards by storm and it's one of those popular horror movies that people that aren't just genre fans like us like. Yeah. It's yeah. one of those auteur horror movies, so I think a lot of people like to kind of be like, oh, get out. Well, that's not real horror, because it's not, you know, niche and gross and dumb, but it's just a great movie. It's a deal. It really it. is. Um, I know, so I was going to say, because it's funny, because, like, I kind of feel like um, with horror and all that kind of stuff, so, like, with this one, the Keith Stanfield... Like mm-hmm. he was in this movie, even though not a whole lot, but he um, he was also in the Purge oh. as another like just minor character. Yeah. Like I mean, the character in here had a little bit more to do with the story than what he did in the Purge. But mm-hmm. um, actually, that um, mask that I got in the band box mm-hmm. that had the word God written across the front. Yeah. In that movie, he's the one that kind of tilts his head and waves creepily. Yeah. Like. You would never. I didn't even know it was him until I, you know, heard about it later. Because yeah, obviously mask wearing a mask. Up. That's fair. But yeah, it's just fun fact. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> As you say, when you roll your eyes. <laughs> Not you? entirely. Uh, Peel was introduced <laughs> to producer Sean McKittrick by comedy partner Keegan Michael Key in 2013. "Quote: I was shooting a movie with Keegan." And he said, you got to meet Jordan. He's a horror fanatic, and he has all these ideas. Jordan and I met for coffee in New Orleans. He said, here's one you'll never want to make. And he pitched me the whole story. I'd never seen that movie before. It fascinated me. So I said, right at that table, okay, I'm going to buy this pitch and pay you to write it. I think he was a little shocked. Peel wrote the first draft of the script in two months. Wow. Yeah. That's actually a decent amount of time. Yeah. Like, you'll hear people crack out a script in, like, a week, week and a half, two weeks or whatever. Like, I was kind of, that's kind of, it seems like a long time. Worth it. Well, I mean, and I think it's a more complicated idea. You really Mm want to flesh out and make sure you're getting it right and selling what you're trying to sell. And he also has a million other things going on, too. Like, writing isn't his major thing, or it wasn't then, and then horror wasn't his thing at all until this. So right. Did you ever watch anything with him before? Do you like? Do you watch Cam Peel or? No, I've seen um, him in stuff, and so I, like I knew who he was. I think I mm-hmm. knew Key more because I've seen oh, him okay. in more stuff. But right, like I knew of him more than anything. Key and Peel, I love that show, man. Yeah, it's. I've heard it's good. It's just I've never really. I think it's on Hulu. I think you watch it on Hulu. Hulu. <laughs> Uh, boop, 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 boop. Uh, but Peel said after he won the Oscar for Best Original Screenplay, uh, said that he wrote more than 200 drafts for the film before coming up with the script that he was used for the final production. 200 scripts? Yeah. Wow. Well, they got it right, so. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that doesn't mean he started from scratch 200 times, but mm. he... You no know, revisions and yeah, rewrites went back and stuff like and that. Checked I did it. And oh, this doesn't quite land. Let's change this scene. But I mean, that's still yeah, a crap. It's a lot of yeah. Well, I mean, I'll take two hundred revisions on a script if it turns out like that. Yeah, definitely. Lead actors Daniel Kaluuya and Allison Williams were cast in November 2015, with other roles cast between December and February 2016. Uh, Kaluuya was cast based on the strength of his performance in the Black Mirror episode 15 Million Merits, which I have not seen. I feel like I need to watch that because I I like him a lot in this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And in Black Panther. Oh, he's in Black Panther? Yeah. He's the... Okay. Yeah. Um, 
I've only seen that once, and it, it was a long time ago. Well, that's Shame, I know. Right. I'm trying to think because I, I've seen. Oh, he was also Black Death and Kickass Two. Um, really? I yeah. haven't seen Kickass Two in a very long time. Not since 2013 when it came out. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, Black Mirror is one of those shows that I've seen a few episodes of, mm-hmm. and. It's a mindfuck. Yeah, I watched like the first two or three and went, I don't know if I like this or not, and I just kind of stopped. The first episode I watched was, I think, the first episode in the newest season Mm. where two buddies play video games. Yeah. And it's like, you can kind of get into the game. Like, people are just kind of like, you when you're watching it, they have their controller and their eyes are all fucked up hmm. um i think actually i think anthony mackie's in that episode nice um and so like they're playing video games and then they it's called striking vipers and they start like they're fighting and then they start like banging each other <laughs> it's really fucking hmm. weird okay. <laughs> yeah so well, in, that I mean, episode- in the first episode of the series they blackmail a mayor or something into having sex with a pig so yeah, so because this one, it's got Anthony Mackie and Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. They're mm. the two main guys. Yeah. And it says they're best friends in college, and they built blah, blah, blah. While playing nostalgic video game from their youth, both men discover a new form of satisfaction. And yeah, it's indeed it's uh, <laughs> fucking his fighting characters. It's really weird, but it's yeah. a... But I'm only telling you that because it, I know you like Anthony Mackie and Yahya. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, yeah. More, more, yeah, yeah. <laughs> more funds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so principal photography began February 16th, 2016. Shooting took place in Fairhope, Alabama for three weeks, followed by Barton Academy in the Ashland Place Historic District in Midtown Mobile, Alabama. Alabama, sorry. <laughs> Alabama. <Hey. laughs> uh, the exterior and interior of the house was filmed at... Uh, 6892 Heathcroft Lane. Surprise, that's actually on there. Uh, mm-hmm. Just south of Fairhope, principal photography lasted for 23 days, which is not too bad. That's not bad at all. I'm wondering if they're telling you because it's like like maybe it's a bed and breakfast or it's like not an actual residence? Well, that's... I mean, it says Barton Academy. Oh. So, I mean, it's like a... I guess a school district or something? I don't know. Don't look it up. Don't piss people off. What? So don't look it up and don't piss people off. I'm just the messenger, folks. All you listening out there, don't be creepy. <laughs> no, because I'm I'm looking at the Barton Academy in Mobile, uh, Mobile, Alabama, and where did they say what what was filmed inside there? The exterior and interior of the house. Man, I must be looking at a different school because this looks more like, uh, yeah. Continue. Uh, anywho. Uh, <laughs> Deadline uh, Deadline Hollywood calculated the net profit of the film to be $124.8 million when factoring together all expenses and revenues, making it the 10th most profitable release of 2017. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, I get what it is. So, uh, in the basement, like the basement scenes, like where there like a lot of inside that house, mm-hmm. it, like underneath is filmed inside that academy because the house itself is nice and all but like not everything that nice. that's down to, yeah well it's yeah it <clears throat> all the stuff down below, oh man that'd be kind of cool keep going i'm just like i'm kind of looking through i'm like oh you can go in there oh nice that'd be fun uh yes, rotten tomatoes has the film at an approval rating of 98 percent based on 391 reviews so not mm. too shabby not at all yeah uh richard roper gave the film three and a half stars saying quote the real story star of the film is writer-director Jordan Peele, who has created a work that addresses the myriad levels of racism, pays homage to some great horror films, carves out its own creative path, has a distinctive visual style, and is flat-out funny as well. Yeah. I, it is funny. Like, I, I rarely... Like, it is kind of a horror comedy, but I never think of it that way, because the mm-hmm. ending is so dark, and the idea yeah, behind it is so twisted. Yeah, I don't even really see it as much as... It's the friend, There's, more than anything. Like, yeah, he's, that dude's he's hilarious. hilarious. That dude is fucking hilarious. Yeah. But I'm trying to think because it, it... I know it's classified as horror, but it's much more like psychological thriller to me than horror. 
Yeah. I mean, it really doesn't get horror until the end. And it's a very Body Snatchers kind of movie, which I think is why I gravitate towards it, because I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, you could classify it as any number of things, really. At the, That's what makes it so good. I don't know. At the 90th mm-hmm. Academy Awards, the film earned four nominations. Best Picture, Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, and Best Actor for, for Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, Peel became the third person after Warren Beatty and James L. Brooks to earn Best Picture, Director, and Screenplay nominations for a debut film, and the first black winner for Best Original Screenplay. Nice. Well, I don't see how it couldn't, just because of the fact that, like, it's such a unique concept. Yeah. And, like, Hollywood isn't exactly known for that, you know. No, I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's unique, it's horror, and it's done artfully. Mm-hmm. And it's like they they hit the trifecta all in one go, and everybody paid attention to it. Yeah, I mean, there's wacky yeah. horror movies every other week, straight to video and whatever. But this is one of those, and it had the. You know, I guess it didn't really have star power behind it either, because I mean, Bradley Whitford does all manner of things all the time. Kaluuya is yeah. a name now, but he wasn't then. Yeah, I mean, you're watching this movie, and it's not like, and it was the same thing with, um, with uh, the title character or the main character. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know, like I had, I didn't remember that I saw him in Black Panther. You know yeah. what I mean? Or uh, these other films, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, there's not a lot of name power, but yeah. like, well, I guess Catherine, uh, Catherine Keener. Yeah, I I know her more than anybody in there you know like 40 old virgin and a lot right. of stuff like that but, see i know bradley um, whitford because i'm a west wing fan i never watched west wing it's good it's good i would assume so how many times you watched it just once <laughs> it's been a while <laughs> but i've watched it several several times i can't even say anything i, I i've watched the office like three times through yeah. uh at the 75th golden globe awards get out received two nominations Best Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy, and Best Actor, Comedy or Musical for Kaluuya. Hmm. Although advertised as a satirical horror film, Universal submitted it as a comedy because of less competition in the category, which gave the film a greater chance of receiving accolades. And it worked. Yeah, what year did that come out? 2017? Yeah, 2017. So they submitted it... um as a comedy in order to win awards I guess opposed to like not having like not well, I mean do they yeah I don't even know if they have a horror category in the awards I mean horror is such a snubbed genre I doubt there's yeah. even an award, uh, an award for that well okay so <clears throat> that year films that came out that year so um, you have, let me move this over here just cause I don't like the sideways cam thing. Come on. So in that year, uh, Jigsaw came out, Leatherface, Alien Covenant, The Mummy, ha- Happy Death Day, um, The Babysitter, uh, Life with, um, Ryan Reynolds and Gyllenhaal. Um, let's see, where, Get Out, um, Mother. Which is probably the one I know the most on here. Uh, Rings, Gerald's Game. There's there's quite a few, but nothing. Oh, Creep came out. Creep two came out that year. A lot um, of stuff that didn't make many waves. Like there's stuff I like. Happy Death Day is really good. Right, and yeah. I, I own both of them. I just haven't watched them yet. But yeah, you're right. There, uh, Jeepers Creepers three. Yeah. <laughs> Annabelle Creation came out that Ooh, year. I like that one a lot. Um, Did the, you buy that movie, by the, the way? What? Did you go back, by the way? No, I, um, I'll i try to. I fell asleep. Oh, that's fine. But I did get you your Freddy. That's true. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Continue. At the 33rd aside. Independent Spirit Awards on March 3rd, 2018, Jordan Peele won the Best Director Award, and the film won Best Picture. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Uh, on to some fun facts, and then we'll get to it. Stepford Wives, 1975, provided inspiration about which Peel said, quote, it's a horror movie, but it has a satirical premise. Hmm. Makes, yeah. 
I never isn't. So the one that had Nicole Kidman in it, that was the remake. That was a remake, right? Yeah. I never saw the original. I haven't either. And the remake was terrible. <laughs> Concept is great. Yeah, well, and that's I've heard the original is supposed to be great, but I've never had a chance to watch it. Maybe a right. future episode. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, Peel described conceptualizing the sunken place as an impassioned journey in an interview with Vanity Fair. Quote, <clears throat> sorry. Quote, I always had this concept of the place that you're falling, uh, you know, falling toward when you're going to sleep, but you get that feeling sensation and catch yourself. And if you didn't catch yourself, where would you end up? Ooh. I had this hellish image and I thought of the idea of what if you were in a place and you could look through your own eyes as if they were literal windows or a screen and see what your body was seeing, but feel like a prisoner in your own mind. The chamber of your mind. Creepy. That's crazy. So, oh, about... More. Oh, okay. Sorry. I remember <laughs> having so much fun writing it, but at the moment when I figured out this weird, esoteric, but also an emotionally brutal form of suffering to put the character through, I literally cried writing the scene. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yowzers. Yeah, dude, that... Um, <clears throat> that part when he first sinks mm -hmm. or goes into the sunken place he um when that happens man and he's just slowly falling down and the what he sees through his eyes like it's on a television mm -hmm. set and as he's just falling and he can see her and doing all that i'm like that is probably one of the like images that sticks with me the most out of that yeah. movie is just him looking up at that screen and you know seeing keener what the you know doing her thing i'm know. just like wow i mean yeah i mean that's the the big trailer moment yeah. and mm -hmm. then again when you watch it a second time because you watch the movie and then you realize oh that's what these people that are trapped in their bodies are seeing yeah like this is their reality all the time all the time yeah and when it's... you see it a second time it's like wow that really kicks in and you go holy shit like this is oh. why the made cried and mm -hmm. the other guy freaked out and told them to get out like it's yeah it's a horrifying idea i remember thinking that when uh, <clears throat> i remember thinking about that watching it but then for some reason it, it's such a just a profound idea mm -hmm. that even just hearing it out loud again even knowing that it's just like oh well, and that's, i mean you don't know what this movie is until the end mm-hmm well, I meant the second time watching it yeah, I know. the other day. It was just But it's like when the first time you watch it, you go, "Wow, that's a really cool visual and interesting." And then you kind of forget about it cuz so much other wacky shit goes on. <laughs> but you know, finally being like, "Holy crap. This is what this is." It's so yeah. unsettling. It really is. And I think that's the thing I like the most the most about this movie is that I was talking with my wife about it before we started recording uh, cuz her mom was here. And I was trying. I'm trying to get her to watch it because um, I think that she would enjoy this movie if she actually watched it. Yeah. Uh, due to the success of the film, Jordan Peele became the first African American writer, producer, and director to earn more than a hundred million dollars in a debut film. Wow. Yeah. Very uh, nice. Mm-hmm. Chance the Rapper was so impressed by the movie that he bought all the movie tickets from certain Chicago movie theaters just so people could go see the film for free. In one of his tweets talking about the film, he says, just pull up with an ID and enjoy the movie. Hell yeah. That's, That's awesome. fucking awesome. <laughs> to, uh, to, to, have, to have, be able to do that for people would yeah. be so cool. Mm -hmm. Like, just come through. Yeah. Just make sure you're old enough to see an R-rated movie and you're good. Oh, yeah. I like that. The song playing in the beginning of the film when Chris is packing for the weekend is Redbone by Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gimbo, Gam Gambino, sorry. Writer, co-producer, and director Jordan Peele wanted that song because of its lyrics, including Stay Woke and Don't Close Your Eyes. Yeah. Uh, last one, and then we'll get into the thing. Although they were only seen in one scene together, Kaluuya and Lil... Rel Howery were nominated for Best Duo at the 2017 MTV Movie Awards. 
Oh, that's right. They didn't. You didn't really ever see them together a whole lot. No, it's just the ending. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just on the phone Them together. On the phone. Hell yeah. yeah. Very nice. It's so good. Like just <laughs> watching. Like I've seen it maybe four times now, and it's just like this is. It's one of those, you know, upper echelon, top tier movies that you kind of have to pay some respect towards because it's so well done. Yeah, and um, I do agree with that because I watched this on Tuesday. And uh, right after I got done watching that, I watched um, Us because I, like I said, I owned it and I, I just had never actually watched it. And so I'm like, fuck, man, let's just go ahead and dive right in. Yeah. And um, I never have time, as you know, to do that. And so I even got a little bit of flack from my wife. She's like, you, you mean you came home from work and you sat down and <laughs> watched two movies? I'm like, well, not straight because you guys came home and I had to finish the second one in the bedroom. But Sure. You know, like, yeah, dude, I went on a peel on a peel fest. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, I I actually really like uh, us, which we'll get to in our bonus episode, perhaps. But mm-hmm. and I actually, kind of, when I first saw that, I liked it more for some reason. But it's it it is hard to choose. I one hundred percent like Get Out better than yeah. us. I do need to watch us again just to have that second viewing but like i don't know i just i like the concept of this movie is just so much more to me um and it really kind of puts it over the top that's fair that's a great way to stay in shape (laughs) (laughs) smart ass uh, so as per usual, we just kind of, I did a bit of a highlight reel for the movie. I didn't want to go beat for beat, otherwise we'd be here forever, and my notes were already super long. So the first thing... we all that, day just praising this movie. Yeah. Uh, the first scene that I thought was worth talking about is when they actually get to the Armitage's house, <coughs> and he's meeting her parents, and it's this really long, wide shot. You're not like up close with them here you barely even hear what they are saying yeah and you pull back even further and you see that you're kind of watching it from the groundskeeper's perspective as you yeah. see him watching off in the off in the distance Often, watching yeah. them mm-hmm. and again it's one of those scenes where like when you watch it a second time it's even more impactful because it's either yeah. the grandfather seeing the newest you know uh, recruit <laughs> yeah recruit or it's you know the real person under there seeing another victim yeah exactly it's, um go ahead no i was just gonna say it, it's just the thing about the th- i think the thing that makes this movie so just crazy is all the um implications i guess mm-hmm. um like what you're saying like watching people watching them arrive from you know the groundskeeper's perspective and you're like wow that grandfather that is the grandfather inside you know that body there mm-hmm. what you know he's watching the next person potentially come in to be another you know thing and then you have the actual body you know the guy watching it being just you know there's nothing he can do but probably he's just you know yelling up at the screen being like you know go you know get out <laughs> get of out here. get out get out get out yeah get out just um, drop but see that's also the thing and i was telling you about this at work the thing that i think the most i like about jordan peele's movies and it was a lot i think i noticed it more in us than and actually in get out was a lot of times people will make movies and feel like they have to make sure that you understand everything that is happening or going on in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Jordan Peele, when he makes these movies that he, you're either going to get it or you don't. And he's not going to like compromise like either the flow or how the movie is going to just, you know, to explain this or, you know, give you a side shot or something like that. It's just, you know, is leaving it up to you to interpret. And I, I, I really wish more movies would do this. Yeah. 
and it you know because you, you make things better in your mind thinking about like holy fuck like you can fall down a rabbit hole yourself thinking of all the different little angles of like well i wonder if he meant this with that or this or that and it you can ultimately make a decent movie even better in your own mind because you're filling in the blanks yourself right yeah i mean what i actually relying on the audience to pay attention and kind of for lack of a better phrase put in the work yes can be beneficial i mean you don't have to do it with every movie but if you're really no. trying to make a point that's mm-hmm. what you need to do right well it's kind of like with we um not to beat a dead horse but like how um yeah well never mind <laughs> i was just about to say it doesn't really tie in the way i thought it was so I'll, I'll, we'll just move on to okay. the next thing there but yeah dude it's Yeah. Sorry, no. I you was trailed off like note. you were gonna say a thing. Uh, I know. So the, the, I was reading the next note there. So uh, Bradley Whitford gives Chris a, a tour of the house, and he's talking about how his father, uh, Roman, was in the Olympics, mm-hmm. and he was trying to qualify for the race. And this was during you know World War Two and all that stuff, and he lost his place in the Olympics, but. And Bradley Whitford says this thing about he almost got over it. Yeah. Because he lost to an African American who ended up winning the race. Right. And, and it, it just in passing, like just the way he delivered the line, like he almost got over it. Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck. And, and you know, like, again, yeah, it's one of those things you watch it the first time and you take it as, I mean, yeah, if you just lost your position in the Olympics to be mm-hmm. racing in front of Hitler to show them how great you know being american and free and shit can be yeah you know that sucks in and of itself sure but again on a second viewing you can go oh this got him realizing that african-american bodies physiques could be superior and therefore could be something that maybe he wants for himself so that he could be superior as well it's just yeah no that's good and that well and that's another like the anti-smoking thing they're really up on chris because he smokes and the parents Um, give him shit about it and you know everything and the idea could be that maybe they're trying to keep his body in better more pristine condition yeah it's (laughs) like don't smoke in this used car otherwise the value goes down even further yeah if you can stop that then we can sell you for more money (laughs) <laughs> yeah that that never clicked with me somehow yeah nice and i might be reading too much into it but i mean no it, i it works what, you know just as well i as think any. it's 100 i think that's 100 percent the way that they're going with that the one that i don't get is jeremy who's the brother not my co-host uh being overzealous at dinner because he's drunk and wanting to wrestle and talking about genetic makeup and I couldn't figure out if he's jealous of Chris and his abilities, you know, his natural born abilities, or if he's like feeling guilty about what he, they do to these people. Like he, I think it's a dude. He, he seems, Oh my God. Yeah. Cause he I, seems pretty messed up. Like he I, enjoys the, the brutality of it, especially at the end. I'm going to 100% lean Maybe not 100%, but I'm going to lean towards he's jealous because the way that he's explaining a lot of that stuff, you know, like with the genetic makeup and talking about UFC Mm -hmm. and about, you know, just being more athletically gifted. Yeah. And it's like, I think it's jealousy, man. Just that like, and that's why he gets up, you know, and goes over there and wants to put him in a headlock and like i don't know if he's you know just trying to assert like drunkenly assert his dominance or yeah. attempt to knowing that he probably doesn't see and that's why i don't get like if his whole point is like you could whoop my ass easily because of your genetic makeup it's it, to me there's a side of it that could be <clears throat> like well he resents the idea that his family has put so much stock into this that it's their 
whole world. Yeah. And overlooking that, you know, they have good qualities too. Yay. But they never go into it either. So it's by the end, like I said, by the end of it, he's brutal and just, you know, attacking him and wanting to do his job. They don't really give him much of an arc. To no, they don't say one he, way either either way. He, yeah, he um I don't remember the kid's name, but the guy who played him did a, like everybody yeah. in this movie played their roles so well. Mm-hmm. And Well, I mean, the it, the daughter like she is just amazing when she goes evil at the end. It's like Yeah, when she's holding the keys and then just like that just that flip switches. And it's like, I'm getting goosies now just thinking about that look on her face when she's just like, boom, like, oh, you dirty <laughs> this bee. This is going to be a shame. <laughs> oh, shit. Yep. Oh, man. Uh, um, moving forward, when Walter the groundskeeper starts running full speed right at Chris yeah. in the pitch-ass black is like, <laughs> every time I'm camping, which I haven't been in years, but like when I was young and camping and outside... Or just like in a backyard in the complete dark. Like mm-hmm. my imagination of just how frightening it would be if someone just started running straight at me. <laughs> so <laughs> like, it just played on your childhood fear? It did. It really, <laughs> like, I was like, oh my God, if this actually ended up happening to me, I, I would just be like, oh my God, it's finally, oh my God, it's happening, it's happening. Oh my God. I've waited my whole <laughs> I life knew for it. this. God damn it. <laughs> I knew it would happen one day. <laughs> And it's creepy too, because the way he's like he's sprinting at him full speed. That's like, oh my god, is he just gonna is he gonna spear his ass into the fucking ground? Well, and that's then the just thing. Like, and he looks so determined not, and like angry. Yeah, and then just pew, cuts to the right. Yeah, and you're like, okay. Yeah, it's so strange, and I was just because I mean the whole point of us watching these for the show is to kind of overthink and you know analyze the shit out of them. I was thinking that the because the grandfather's the groundskeeper, that he was just, like, testing the limits of the body. Or, like, Mm. he was just, like, enjoying... Like, he wanted it for the physicality. And, you know, he was an Olympic runner. So he was just, like, giving it all he could, you know, Mm -hmm. in this body of his. And then uh, Rose... Or, no. Sorry, Rose is the, the daughter... Georgina, who's the Mm -hmm. maid, is, like, looking at herself in the mirror and, like, you know, stroking her own hair and, like, admiring herself. Yeah. It's like her just enjoying the the beauty of her new body or... Well, well, so, and that's the thing, too, like, like, with this movie, so it does tackle the ideas of racism, Mm -hmm. obviously, but, like... It's kind of a twist on on itself if you think about it because it's like if the grandparents were racist, uh, you know, against African African Americans, like mm-hmm. you think that the last place that they would want to be is inside the body. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like it's, it's almost a, really, a reverse racism in a weird way. Yeah, it's a way, really like, weird spin on it. Yeah. Cuz it's like it's like it almost doesn't make sense in that aspect, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like you're selling them off. So it's almost like slavery all over again with just, but obviously not the way that it was done hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Well, yeah, ago, I mean, it's like, essentially you don't value them as people because their minds can be pushed to exactly. the side. It's and, the body. And yeah, but the, the body is physicalities. Like, yeah, it's yeah, like it's, it's a really they, weird. Yeah, it's thing like to they see it around. as they're they're not using their bodies to their potential, whereas if it's, we were in those bodies, we would. Yeah, like an elitist mindset. Yeah. Like, okay. So like, we, like in the funny thing about this, is like, like we've talked about many, many, many movies, mm-hmm. but like at the same time, you know. When we watch a slasher, it's not like there's not always that much thought that's put into these movies to where like you can really overanalyze them. Like mm-hmm. something like this, like I'm having a blast just listening to you break down what you think <laughs> it could possibly mean because some of the stuff I have thought of, but then when you're like, oh, the smoking thing, and I'm like, oh my god, it's so simple. Yeah. Yet I didn't even think of it. Yeah. I mean, it's worth 
watching it a, a third time if you have got the time and just to have that kind of mindset of okay everything is about getting so, his body yeah yeah for themselves mm-hmm. um so then of course the iconic scene we talked about earlier missy the mom putting chris in the sunken place and essentially conditioning him for the upcoming operation so that he passes out at the sound of the teaspoon clicking the the, the <laughs> cup and to get him into that sunken place immediately to like get his brain ready for yeah. the transplant Yeah, it's just dang. like the the. I still just kind of like, am beside myself, like just thinking about all the different facets of this movie yeah. <laughs> that are in this, and it's just like, wow. Well, I mean, it's you like un- unplugging his phone so that it's always constantly dead, and he can't call for help. Yeah, because like when you you don't think about at the time, you know, it's actually, you know, Georgina you know, not being herself mm-hmm. is the one unplugging the phone. Yeah. Like, but it's actually, little... it's the grandmother mm-hmm. who's working, you know, with the family to make She's this She's running happen. interference on it. And it's like, God damn mm. it. Again, we talked about this uh, earlier, but when the guests arrive and start checking him out, I mean, even like squeezing his arms and, you know, the, the... La- yeah, that lady who's all like filling up on him. She's like, yeah. God damn. <laughs> like I could see myself with this. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can get behind that. And, I mean, Jim Hudson. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> or in French, whatever. All, whatever all you're good. feeling. Yep. <laughs> Jim Hudson, the the blind uh, photo gallery owner. God, who's been Steven in Root. countless uh, millions of things. He's just Fucking awesome Milton from Os- uh, Milton from Office Space. Yeah. Like, th- there isn't a bad performance in this movie, I don't feel. No. Like, well, I mean, him, and, just and playing... Root is just fantastic all the time. Like, he's did an episode of Frasier where his mm-hmm. mom just died and Frasier has to stay the night. Like, his car gets stranded and has to stay the night at his place. And <laughs> oh, he's God. just, like, weeping while Frasier's <laughs> sleeping on their couch. And <laughs> it's, oh, it's fucking uh, brilliant. But he does such a good job at just playing. Because, like, when he's sitting there talking to him, um, after everything's gone, like, they kind of have, like, this moment. And you're like, wow, you know, maybe this guy isn't like I had forgot that he was the one that initially or later on buys him, mm-hmm. so to speak. And I, I forgot that. And I'm like, this guy, you know, he's like the one cool guy <laughs> at the shitty barbecue. And he ends up being like the worst, obviously, because he paid for him. But sure. Still, well, like, that's the. I mean, I guess. I mean, they're all the worst because they're all horrible, but. Like, he's, he actually is kind of one of the better of the worst, because he's like, I don't really care what color your skin is. Like, I don't really care about any of that. I just want to see again. I just want to Yeah, and you're a photographer right. with a great eye, and I want that. I forgot that he owned a fucking pho- photography studio. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, he wants his eye. Ah! Just another thing you I You need to watch together. it a third time. Apparently. <laughs> Once we're done here, you can go watch it a third time. Uh, no, I still, got, I still, I got a tri-tip on the smoker, and I still got to watch Loki. Yeah, you do. Uh, and then we meet Logan, who's married to this older white lady, who's very trying to be prim and proper and meek and <laughs> yeah. acting very strange. And it makes me wonder if he's recently gone through the operation. Because it's like he's around all their friends and he does a twirl, like he's showing off his outfit. Well, yeah, because he's the guy that got kidnapped at the beginning of the movie. Right. Yeah, so that was very, like he had just gone through the operation, like maybe enough time. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even know, because he always has the hat on. So you, mm-hmm. I would assume the hat's still on because obviously uh, the big, we're not healed yeah, up. Up scar. Here. Yeah. Yeah. And well, so, that's. I mean, even when the grandfather later tackles him at the end mm-hmm. he still has the scar yeah so yeah it's one of that, those things that had never fully healed like you'd always have to wear a hat like all the time but. yeah and like it yeah you start to notice that and then when georgina's in the car and they look over and her hair's conveniently back so you can see the scar as well mm-hmm. and it's like okay and so chris being the photographer and thinking he recognizes logan for being someone else he 
takes a picture with his phone and does the stupid thing of keeping the flash and the click sound on. Yeah. And it's like, whoops. (laughs) Yeah. I think that when you tried to take his picture, gave him a seizure. (laughs) Like... Fuck, man. I'm sure that's how that works. <laughs> no. But that, that actor is fantastic. I mean, his immediate transition from happy-go-lucky, and you just see it in his eyes and his face as he's just becoming slowly horrified because the real person is coming forward. Yep, starting to, starting to like, nose starting to bleed and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, dude, it's just insane. That yeah. guy's a great actor, too. Just... Yeah. Well, and that's... And later, when... Chris and Rose are talking at the lake and you know they're all doing the silent auction which is uh-huh. a horrifying scene. Yeah. Especially after the fact when you know what's going on. Mhm. Chris has this line about I don't know I didn't I don't know who Logan is, but I know the guy who came at me. Cuz the guy that he takes a picture of is named Logan in this mm-hmm. group. But it's actually someone else who, you know, took the new name of Logan. And so he's talking to Rose, and he's like, I don't know what it is about it, but when he came at me, it's like I knew who he was. Like, I recognized who he was. And she says, you've met Logan before? He's like, no, I don't know Logan. I know the guy who came at me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Being the guy who was abducted at the beginning and is actually in the sunken place. Right, and then he kind of figures it out later, too. I don't know if you have it in your notes when he starts to Google and then he sees that the Brooklyn guy is missing and all that kind of stuff, and it's the same person. All righty, welcome back. Sorry about that. We had a slight technical difficulty. Internet's dropping. Our content is too hot for Zoom, and mm-hmm. it couldn't handle it, couldn't handle it, and it, it dropped us like the piece of crap that it is. I'm just kidding. So, um... Yeah, so before the cutout, we were talking about um, Logan and how he uh, had gone missing. And I was uh, bringing up the fact that when he was talking to um, Rose about how he's like, I, you know, I, I know that guy. I, I swear I know that guy. Like, I met him somewhere before. Mm-hmm. And then he's doing a little bit of go- – there's some Googling going on, and then they found – you know, I believe it. Actually, I believe it. It's been six months. Yeah. Um, that you know, Brooklyn man has been missing, and he's like, "Holy shit!" You know, and so that's yeah, just crazy. Yeah. Especially because the way in which he's abducted in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. I love the "Run Rabbit Run" song that's yeah. playing in the it's, Porsche. It's, it's very so ready or creepy. not. Yes, <laughs> that's what I love about it. Just like that, that creepy. 40s 50s you know run rabbit run song mm-hmm. i'm just like oh my god so it, it adds this <laughs> just extra creepiness the same yeah. with uh you know the hide or seek song and ready or not and it's just okay yeah well and that's i never put it together that it's the same guy from the very beginning because by the time you get there you forgot that that even happened yeah like yeah it's, it's just so great it, it, the crazy thing about it too is when he's abducted, the like I'm assuming that it's Jeremy who abducts him. Yeah, because and that's what I figured out this last time because it's like that's his car. Yeah. In the beginning, and that's the one that Chris takes when he escapes. At the end. Yeah, because he takes his keys. And the creepy thing about it is, is when Jeremy abducts him, he's wearing like a night helmet. Mm-hmm. And it's like, of all things to be wearing. Yeah, it's very American Horror Story. And I would assume <laughs> who he's talking to is Rose. Probably. Trying to meet her up somewhere or whatever. Yeah. Um, she probably gave him some bogus ass like, yeah. directions to yeah. get him kidnapped. Yeah. Bitch. Which means that they don't use the same methods every time. I don't think you could. Yeah. You'd have to switch it up and keep it fresh, otherwise... Well, yeah, you, you gotta be you gotta be in the moment. Yeah, it's true. Keep keep it exciting. Yeah. Uh, so Chris is officially freaked out and packing his shit and is like, let's get out of here. And he's digging to try and find his camera and stuff. And he finds Rose's trophy box of old boyfriends and even a girlfriend. Uh, yeah. Of yeah, yeah. All African Americans that they, you know, 
had wrangled up for their twisted experiments. Well, and the funny thing too is, is that Chris even asked her. He's like, "Have you, you know, how your parents going to? You ever date a black guy before? How are your parents going to take it?" Yeah. And she's like, "No, they'll be fine." Yeah. And it's like, obviously, you dated quite a few. Did. Yeah, a couple times. Well, and the fact that that door keeps opening up, it's almost like I don't know who's opening it. If I mean, we we can speculate on that for the next 10 minutes of being like how that door keeps getting opened. I didn't even notice that. So it, it it's constantly open and being closed? Well, it, like I think two or three different times that little tiny trap door or that little closet mm-hmm. door or whatever is open. Really? Say that's and something I've when, never caught. And then when he goes to over there to do it, that little red box is just sitting right there. And then he, you know, he gets down there and picks it up and then what Unless I'm remembering it wrong, but then when he puts it back and then gets up and then, you know, Rose is standing right there and then is just unsuspecting that he just got done looking at that box. Mm-hmm. My and guess would be Georgina, the real person in Georgina, was doing it to warn him. That's kind of what I, that's kind of where my, my head would go with that too, being Georgina. Mm-hmm. Because she seems to be the one that kind of breaks character the most. Yeah. You know, with the tears or mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's just like, strong woman. She's fighting it hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah. to no avail for the most part, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So Rose can't find the keys. So she says. And I'm sorry, I can't find them. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> you big jerk face yeah. and they go downstairs and Bradley Whitford standing in front of the fire talking about the life cycle of fire and what's your purpose and has this super creepy moment with them yeah. and <laughs> then Keener does the teaspoon thing and knocks him out cold God and we hear Rose say the line you were one of my favorites which is haunting and creepy yeah. in and of itself <laughs> And then everything is revealed. We get the intro video um, with Armitage, and you even see a small Rose and Jeremy in the video, which means this has been going on a long time. Yes, it has. And it's Same this, house, everything. Yeah, and it's like this weird buy a condo sales pitch that they're doing. <laughs> like a fucking timeshare? <laughs> yeah, like it's a really... It, it's. Part of it almost seems like a sales, like this is how they get people to do what they're selling. But yeah. it's also like this is them conditioning the people they're doing this to and being like, this is what's really going on. And then Hudson comes on and does the whole, you know, I don't care about your who you are, what your race is, I just want your eyes. Yeah. And they find that the more that the person knows about the procedure and what's about to happen the more receptive they are to, you know, it all taking hold and working. Right. Well, and see, the crazy thing about that, too, is, like, it feels like an old commercial. Yeah, like a commercial, like mm-hmm. a 50s commercial. Yeah. And it's really weird because it seems like even with Loki and, you know, these Marvel shows that are doing, like, these old-timey, the Miss Minutes. Um, retro, yeah, retro vibey commercials. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what this feels like is, you know, you know, Cap sitting down backwards on the chair explaining, <laughs> you know, this, that, and the other. It feels really old timey. Um, like the like, stuff we used like, to watch when we were yeah, kids. Yeah, lesson videos and stuff like that. You know, like, it's, a, it's insane. Yeah. Um, so the operation begins they open up hudson's head and jeremy's you know trying to get uh, chris who has secretively taken the cotton out of the armchair that he's been strapped to and mm-hmm. found a way to stuff it in his ears without the camera in the deer noticing that's what he's done i totally spaced the fact that there was a camera in the deer I'm pretty sure that's where it was because that's what they be. keep kind of focusing on. Yeah. And like it's behind him overhead looking at the TV as well. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's in that general direction. Yeah. The only thing I didn't understand, not to jump ahead too far here, is why he took the cotton out of the ears post incident. 
I would have just left those uh, fuckers in there. Unless he really couldn't hear. I mean, if it's blocking out as much of, you know, the teaspoon, like he needs to have the wherewithal to know who's coming from far away, chasing okay. at him. Like you gotta have your shit going. Um, I'll so allow he, it. he whacks Jeremy with the bocce ball. Uh, I could, dude, when I was reading your notes, I'm like bocce ball. I had no idea that was what it's called. Yeah, bocce. Well, what, yeah, no, I I don't like what's a bocce ball. It's, so you know that game where you put the the metal hoops in the grass and croquet. then there's is that maybe it's maybe it was a croquet ball. Well, no, I don't know. Like I've heard of bocce before. I just didn't know well, what yeah, it was. I'm pretty sure bocce is the one where each colored ball, you know, each ball is a different color, and then there's the pole with the different colors. And well, yeah. Yeah, is that croquet or is that bocce? It maybe it's the same thing. It kind of, it's very similar. Like I could see, I could see it being a bocce ball. Maybe bocce um, ball is the one where you throw the balls. Yeah, like you, you kind of you roll throw it. the little ball and then you toss it like a. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, because yeah, the one a, with the mallet is croquet. Yes. Yeah, I'm thinking of maybe it was a croquet ball, but. But it, it, they have yellow balls, so I, it was a yellow yeah. ball that he was yeah. hitting them with. It's possible, man. I just I had heard what I've heard of bo- bocce ball before. I just didn't know what yeah. they what it was. I was thinking so of played it. bocce, but it. I was thinking of it as croquet, but calling it bocce. Bocce is the small ball, and then you try and get as close to the small ball with your color as you can hell yeah look at yeah. you just cultured i used to play it when i was a kid uh it doesn't boop, surprise boop. me i don't know if that's good or bad uh so <laughs> yeah you would uh oh. dean gets stabbed with the mounted deer uh the house catches on fire because something in the operating room i don't remember why it was actually like on candles fire. candles ritualistic candles on mm. like it was fucking cool looking oh yeah it had a real creepy vibe uh, so Hudson's still on the table, so we assume that since Dean's dead and no one else like went to get him, he died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he yeah. was the first to go because he was just on the operating table. If nothing else, the oxygen or whatever would have blown up and killed him. Ooh, yeah, huh? Um, Missy the stabs Chris in the hand in the super brutal fashion with these like scissors. Yeah, and he's just like. <laughs> I've had so enough like, of yes. your shit. I'm taking yes. these, and you're about to die. She tries to reach for the cup to knock him out, and he knocks it off and shatters it, which Fucking is awesome. so cool. I was and, like, get yours, man. Yeah, and then <laughs> Jeremy comes back out of nowhere, of course, in a true horror moment, and gets stomped to death, which was great. Yes. Um, yes I loved was. how all of this is going on, and Rose is just eating Fruit Loops and a glass of milk. <laughs> Listening to fucking... <laughs> Dirty Time dancing of my life. soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking up new in. recruits on Google. Oh, like, well, yeah, and that's what's crazy is like she's not even like using like any sort of dating sites, no yeah. Tinders, nothing. She's straight Googling. Yeah. Well, and I then think she what's kind of nice about like that athlete. that just occurred to me is it kind of would help keep this movie timeless. Because, like, every time I watch Iron Man and he makes that MySpace page joke, I go, God, that's old. Like, who has MySpace anymore? <laughs> Fair enough. That's a very valid point. Thank you. Uh, so, Chris gets in the car, accidentally runs into Georgina, who's actually the grandmother, trying mm-hmm. to stop Chris, but he doesn't know that. Yeah. Even though he probably should by now. I, yeah. <laughs> at least put not necessarily make it like oh I know you're the grandmother but you're not Georgina right um who then attacks him and she says something like you ruined our house or my house or something like that yeah, and they you crash fucked everything up yeah you suck man just do mm-hmm. it and they crash into a tree and he she dies and Rose comes out with the freaking rifle yeah just- boom starts shooting away and then walter shows up yeah go ahead not a horrible shot by any means i'm sure she's practiced Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh walter comes out of nowhere and uh rosa's get him grandpa and chases him (laughs) down yeah and his super army you know olympian style (laughs) sprint towards him yeah (laughs) 
But fucking hands is going up like, oh god, <laughs> this is going to be a shame. And he's fast too. But... Yeah. <laughs> Good God, Grandpa! <laughs> okay. It's like the arms going up and the fucking eyebrows just <laughs> adds, you know, plus three to speed. But just Chris has it. the wherewithal to be smart enough to whip out the camera and flash, and that brings back the real groundskeeper, whoever he yes. actually is, and. He decides, you know, he's lived in this horror long enough, and he gets Rose to give him the gun, and he shoots her. Yeah. That's awesome. Fuck yeah, it is. He's like, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you, you and she her. doesn't die, and Rose, I think, rifles Walter or something, and he, he ends up dying, but Chris is so pissed and irate, he goes up and starts choking Rose yeah and that, creepy yeah the creepy ass smile that she gets is just oh it's unsettling just harder daddy like oh <laughs> god well, damn it because at first she's like i love you you're the only one i ever actually love trying to appeal to him and, and then yeah that as soon as she I'm realizes that's again. not gonna work it's just yeah. i'm getting goosebumps again thinking about just that yeah. fucking joker-esque grin she gets on her face mm-hmm. and it's just like oh my god just She's Kill her creepy. already, man. Like I've always liked her and stuff, but like she is so good in this. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up because I don't know what else. I'm... I think she's done quite a few horror movies. Like I remember seeing her in something else recently too. So she was in, um, she was uh, in Girl. She's in Get Out. She was, um, no, dude, she's. She's been on uh, some TV series. She was in American Dreams. She was on an episode of The League. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, the Mindy Project, Peter Pan Lives. Uh, she was Candace's friend in Every Man's Dream episode of The Simpsons. Hmm. Maybe um, I'm thinking of a different actress then, because I could have swore she did another horror movie. She was in, she was on that show, The Girls, or she was on that show, Girls. Yeah, and I watched part of that for a while. Um, series of Unfortunate Events. Yeah, nothing hmm. that I know her in. Well, I must have misplaced. Which is the sad face. because she has that face, and she she's mostly she's most known for uh, Marnie Michaels and uh, HBO comedy drama series Girls. Right. Um, and then Rod saves the day out of nowhere. The TSA. Because you think the cops are showing up, and then it gets eyes on TSA, motherfucker. I'm like, yeah. yes, <laughs> get him. Well, in the original ending, it was the cops. Um, I was, yeah, I was reading that somewhere that the original ending, it was the cops, and I don't remember exactly how it all played out, but audiences didn't, test audiences didn't like it, and so they redid it. And I think you can see the original ending on the Blu-ray. Okay. Yeah, I like this ending better, too, so. Yeah, definitely. It gives you that hurrah moment, where it's like, I mean, as soon as the lights start flashing, Chris goes into that, you know, learned pose of, okay, stop on the ground hands, hands go up, up. Yep. and you're like oh god I mean this just looks horrible and if you put in the racism factor and mm-hmm. all that stuff like this could go very badly and then to have it be Rod and then of course he has to do the line at the end of I told you not to go in the house I told you not to go <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, I'm not going to say it but I gotta say told you not to do that and the funny thing is Justin is in our friendship, you would definitely do that. Well, yeah. You'd be like, I told you not to do it. <laughs> I don't want to say this because you're clearly having a bad day right now. But, but I can't I not you. say it. Yeah. I have to tell you. <laughs> I really it's did like, tell you not to do that. <laughs> yeah, you're like, it's just one of these days you're going to listen to me. And it might save your life next time. Because I can't know. be here every... I can't be here every time. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah, dude, that... Such a good movie. It's it such is. a good movie. I'm glad that I'm glad that we covered this one. Yeah, me too. And it's it, it again, it has that great hurrah ending and Chris uh-huh. wins the day and Rose bleeds out in the driveway or whatever or on the Hopefully. road. Hopefully. And I would assume so. I mean that's well, one way to do so a sequel. 
is that she yeah, lives and carries the Halloween home. kills moment where they're driving away from the burning fire and then they're like, no, don't go, don't, don't go put out the fire, don't do your Let job. it burn. Let it burn. <laughs> like, yeah, like, <laughs> that's like, eventually someone's going to show up at that house because yeah, it's on that's fire. That's a big house. But they also yeah. said it's in the middle of nowhere. There's nowhere to, like, there's a decent chance that it'd be quite a while before someone actually saw it, let alone that's true. Yeah, got like to a, it. N- the nearest persons across the lake and all that. So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Chess. So that's get out. That is get out. And now we're about to get out. But I'm going to tell you what our bonus episode's going to be before that. Yeah. Boom. What are we doing, man? Well, what we're doing is we're going to pick uh, three to four movies that we loved that had great twists. Best horror twists. Yes, our favorite horror twists. Um, I don't know how far along you are on your list, but I know three of my four are episodes uh, that we've done. So only one of the movies is one that we haven't actually covered. Okay. Um, I haven't started my list yet, but I'm going to do it the same way you did it, and I'll have it done by the time we record, so I'm not too worried. Yeah. Um, So, And we'll probably have spoilers. It's going to be a very spoilery episode obviously because we're going to reveal those twists so we're probably not going to do like time codes for every movie because that'd take forever but we'll just let you know but i mean i'm pretty sure that most of my stuff will be older yeah like nothing that i have on mine except for maybe one is new enough where you wouldn't have probably seen it and again it's one of our episodes so yeah there you go awesome best horror twists i can't Mm -hmm. wait to jump into that one next week next week yes chess chess all right without much further ads you let's get all us right out let's of here. go ahead and get let's get out of here let's get out let's all get right out. as always we want to thank you for hanging out with us we appreciate it we really do mm-hmm. um if you haven't already please like rate review share tell a friend you know spread the good word um you can email us at pond i'm going to flip it up backwards apparently you can email us at pondgore at gmail.com um we'd love to hear from you mm-hmm. any feedback is good feedback um you can hit us up on all the social medias um we got a facebook page we got a group a lot's going on there yeah. all good stuff you can hit us up on instagram and twitter at gore under, uh, gore underscore pod we're on the slasher app we're everywhere yeah. we'd love to hear from you um if you have a movie you want us to do you know we plan these out now with bonus episodes we kind of plan stuff out pretty well um but if there's something you want out. us yeah but if there's something you want us to cover let us know and we will put it in the next following month right um and if, if you have you, a cool uh, bonus idea that'd be even better so we don't have yeah, to think that hard exactly <laughs> um yeah we I know we say this every episode, but we'd love to hear hear from you. Um, let us know what you guys think of the new format, our, yeah. our season three change up. If you guys like the shorter episodes and the bonus episodes to go with it, um, you know, or not. Yeah, um, good, bad, or in between. It's, it's worth knowing just because, yeah. like I always say, if you don't let us know, we don't know, and we're just going to keep doing what we want to do exactly so if, if there's um, something you want us to change let us know yeah and um analytics don't exactly help with that either so it's yeah. really hard to say but until we come back a week from now um mm-hmm. with our best horror twists i've been your host brandon and i've been justin and we will see you guys next time bye bye